0: Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.
1: The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at starwarscommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody. welcome to episode 155 of the Tumbling Sabre Podcast. My name's Kyle.
2: My name's Corey, and my
1: name is Carlos. How you doing everybody? glad to have you back for another week we got we got we got some news we got some rumors to talk about guys I'm really excited this week even though my throat may not cooperate you might hear me gagging here in the background bear with me because I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about this week's Star Wars chatter uh, Michelle continues her world tour for one more week and we should we should have her back next week which will be nice so how you guys doing how' was your weekend
0: yeah, it's
2: good, man. I'm uh, I'm doing mine from my the show from my phone this week because uh, I had my company office Christmas party, yada yada yada. I still haven't made it <laughs> home yet. So, uh,
3: here we are. <laughs> you just pulled a yada yada yada. That's awesome.
1: Yada yada, the best part. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So Corey, this week is uh, dialing in from some other planet in the solar system. So we'll we'll keep oh, Corey's input to a minimum. <laughs> oh, what's that i didn't hear a thing that was like one of those skype burp, 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 burp. you sounded him more like chopper there
3: oh, dear everything is proceeding as i have foreseen <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so uh yes last night i went to uh my mom's house uh for uh birthday dinner for my uh my 12 year old son And, uh, it was his birthday last week, but, uh, my sister was in Florida and, uh, we weren't able to, uh, to have all the kids together. So we pushed it off to this week and, uh, yeah, it was nice. It was fun. uh, it was good times with family. And, um, today we went to the the store and exchanged some of the clothes that he got for (laughs) stuff that actually fits and, uh, we were supposed to go see Santa Claus at, uh, at uh one of the big malls here at the the complex desjardins and um unfortunately i woke up way too late this morning there was no way i was going to get an appointment for today so we scrapped that and well
1: a little bit too much of the spiked eggnog
3: no not at all no no i i I, I, it's very rare i drink actually so um I i don't know what happened i just wasn't uh i was a bit wired when i got home last night and it took me a long time to get to sleep and i had a really bad headache so by the time I woke up this morning, there was no way I was going to make it down there in time to to have a, an appointment to to see the big guy.
1: Uh, of course. I mean, so, so weekends are four. I... If you can't sleep in on the weekend, when, when will you do it?
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, when you have kids, I guess that doesn't really apply, does it?
4: No. <laughs> Not at all.
3: <laughs> so that's it. We went to the mall and uh, did a, a turn in a couple of stores and... Uh, Toys R Us, once again, jumped the gun on the release of the new sets, the Lego sets. Oh, yeah, they're out. Star Wars Lego, yeah. there's uh, They dropped a, a couple early. And um, so if you want the uh, ATAP or uh, the droid gunship, they're at Toys R Us. Uh, you can pick them up. I wouldn't get the droid gunship. Way overpriced. Really not worth it. Uh, but the, uh, the ATP is a decent, uh, decent size, uh, good, uh, decent price per piece. And the 25, 20 to 25% right now on uh, star Wars Lego is really, uh, is really interesting on, s- especially some of the bigger sets where even with tax, you're looking at 10 cents per piece. So very good deals on some, uh, star Wars Lego stuff at Toys R Us in Canada for all you other suckers. <laughs> wop, wop.
1: Too bad. Well, actually, it's, it's called the Inner Internet. Maybe we've maybe they've heard of it. Yeah, for sure. There's this model that came out, or it's coming out. I think it's by EFX. I read about it this morning, uh, as I was kind of getting the cobwebs out. Uh, so, yeah, EFX Studio Scale Imperial Star Destroyer. Okay, I mean, EFX does really nice stuff, really really cool stuff, but. This one, like, had... I gotta, I gotta try and find it quickly here. Alright, so here, here it is. We are excited to launch our very special new line of extremely exclusive, custom-built, studio-quality prop replicas for our ultimate collectors. As many of you already know, our inaugural replica is the Star Destroyer from Star Wars A New Hope, and it is now available for pre-order. What makes this replica a special and rare collectible is they are handmade by our model makers in the USA. They are not made in a mass production environment of a factory. Each model is meticulously cast, cleaned up, painted and assembled by one uh, one by one. We have two model makers working full time along with suppliers such as laser cutting vendors, machinists, etc. There are more than 1000 model kits model kit parts that make up more make up the more than 200 individually cast parts. ...that are precisely placed onto the main ship. Also, one of the ILM model supervisors who actually worked on the model in the Empire Strikes Back... ...helped with the completion of our prototype. The final completed ship measures an incredible 47.5 inches long... ...by 29 inches wide by 13 inches tall... ...and the lighting effects match the Star Destroyer in A New Hope... ...where the engines and the launch bay are lit. So, there's more to it. They don't mention the price... Which is usually a flag. Like, oh boy, this is going to be a little bit expensive. So I, I click on over to efxcollectibles.com. What do you think this thing costs?
3: I have no idea. I'm terrible at this.
1: So was I, as yeah. it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want to throw a number out there?
2: Yeah, I don't even want to try.
1: 8 thousand dollars yeah okay eight thousand dollars <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah no
1: Yamaha. for a second Even if
3: if i had eight million dollars in my bank account i would not spend eight thousand 000... out you know what i'm full of shit never mind <laughs> of course i'd spend ridiculous amounts of money on stuff
1: yeah i i, I think i would need to have minimum 8 million before i decide that yeah this an 8000 dollars model is justifiable let me do this right now
3: give me 2 <laughs> well yeah i mean if you have 8 million 8000 is how much
1: 1% less than that
3: let, don't even point, know ask
1: no god no please don't make me do math
3: it's 0.1% of your of your of your worth 8000 80000 800000 Eight million. Oh, listen That's to the four. wheels turn on this show. Oh, geez. So it's like, yeah, it's between point uh, one and one percent of your of your wealth. Boy, what yeah, a thing, I, probably, I, I probably wouldn't though. No.
1: What a thing to have at home—a four and a half foot or a four foot long, legit star destroyer that lights up and made of metal—and man, would that be impressive? I'm gonna have to get some more patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, I'd have to buy two because we'd have to give give one away.
3: Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? <laughs> well, if you if you had eight thousand patrons, it's it's a it's a good investment. I don't even know if any.
1: Well, I guess there's somebody that has eight thousand patrons out there.
3: Ah, oh, for sure, for sure. Even if you had if you had eight hundred, man. Woo.
1: Uh, yeah. So, well, I, I guess I would need some pricier tiers at that point. But uh yeah, and I have I have no interest in fiddling with that anymore at this point Mm. but hey there's Carlos we always talk about at the end we should mention at the beginning because I bet you a lot of people check out before the end if you want to support us hit our Patreon page we got a lot of stuff there for you including this is the you know what this is the last week to get into our Patreon program if you want to uh, get into the Enfus Nest draw
3: Oh, yeah, that, uh, the Speeder, Emphy's Nest and the Speeder, yep. the Black Series, nice. Oh,
1: baby. We are doing that draw this week, the four of us, if all, if plans hold up, the four of us will finally get together, have a nice, a nice sit down dinner at Mendy's and, uh, we will, we will do the draw together. We will record it and we will integrate that recording into our, maybe it's our Sithmas special. Maybe it's the year end show. I don't know, but, uh, yeah. That's when that's going to happen. So if you want to in, if you want to be, have a, sh- a shot, your shot at that, check out our Patreon page. Anyway, so let, I got something here. Uh, it's probably the most important thing we'll do tonight. So let's do it right off the hop. We've got to welcome another night to the Commonwealth here. Yes. Indeed, we do. We, we must do this because uh, this person has not been uh, a member of our community for very long, but has jumped in with... Uh, cannonball type of impact so le- without further ado let's just welcome rick to the knights of the commonwealth family
3: yes sir,
4: sir rick
1: rick Rick has been super interactive and so super supportive of, of various shows in the commonwealth and we, we thank him for that we, we love the interactions rick's a very thoughtful guy very bright fan and uh yeah i mean that's uh that's i think that's worthy of recognition
3: It definitely is, and not only does he support uh, shows in the Commonwealth, but he also is a patron of Carlos Creates. Well, there you go. So, so Rick is uh, Rick is uh, Rick is fine by me.
1: Rick is is good
3: people. Rick is good people. Exactly.
1: Rick, of course, you can find Rick at Cad Cad Bane's Bounty on Twitter if you've not followed him yet, and of course, he is he is ever present in our Facebook group. Uh, making fun of of uh, really overrated people like Chuck Norris
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes Mom Jeans <laughs>
1: <laughs> stretch <laughs> uh,
3: yes sir. so Rick, welcome aboard,
1: Rick Rick, thanks man. thank you for all that you do for us and for the Commonwealth and your participation is greatly appreciated and uh, now we have we have named you a Knight of the Commonwealth and you join the ranks of of many others and. Uh, There's an oath to be taken and union dues. Sorry about that part, but you know, it's, it's, it's an exalted title and you, I'm I'm sure you'll
3: enjoy it. Look, you you should just be happy that you got in now because uh, back in the day there was like a whole blood old thing. We lost a couple people, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a wonderful community.
1: Yeah. We used to have a ceremony where somebody would like lean their head back with a cigar (laughs) out of their mouth and you would try to chop it off with a sword. And then somebody lost their nose in the process. So <laughs> we had to, uh, our insurance doesn't quite cover that. So we Man, had to, I was drinking stop tea that.
3: there. Fuck, it almost came out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when you said leaning back with a cigar, I had this whole J. Jonah Jameson Pre- thing? Ah, President Clinton, Monica Lewinsky thing happening. And... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went there. I went there. Stop me.
2: Hillary. Yeah. The meatloaf, <laughs> ma. Fuck.
3: <Fah>! Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yes. Uh, also, good news. Uh, we got another review.
4: Ooh.
1: Now I'm very Pray behind tell. on this, so I will apologize to Knev1138 on iTunes. This one was dropped on November 21st, and I only I only picked up on it uh, this week, so. Knev1138 wrote: Always looking for good Star Wars content, and these guys have it. I really like the format: up to date news and up to date info. Great show and great hosts. Keep up the good work, guys!
3: Beautiful. Do we
1: know? Do we know? Do we know who this is? What's the name? Knev. Knev1138. For for a second, you know, if you squint and look at the username, I thought maybe this could have been Rick himself. Mm. <coughs> Alas, it is not. Hmm. So Knev. Show yourself! Yes. Oh, this come is really out, tough. Come
3: out, from, come out from the shadows.
1: Be seen, my friend. Tell us who you are. And anyway, thank you so much for that five-star review. And if and anybody else who has not left us a review, uh, please feel free to do so. We will definitely read that on the show. All right, so... Uh, two things before we really dive into the news. So... On on Friday of this coming week. So that would make it, what, December... December 14th of this week will be the third anniversary of our very first podcast, which launched four days prior to TFA's release. And I just wanted to make a note of that just for how crazy fast time flies. I cannot believe we're already at that point. And I still feel like there's still so far to go. My goodness. And the second thing... So this time a year ago was about the time we dropped our last episode in advance of the Last Jedi, and hmm. what a, what a, you guys remember that time? Yep. The lead up to that movie, like man, was that a crazy time? <laughs> and some of our longer time listeners will remember this. So James and I and Corey are on the call, and I think early on in the show. Like we we were going over some of the reviews, and all the critical reviews, of course, were just mind blowing. Critics loved the Last Jedi, and so uh, I I remember asking Corey and James if we were on the cusp of getting the best Star Wars movie of them all. <laughs> does does anybody Corey don't 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 spoil this? Because I'm sure Corey might, Corey has to remember his answer. Do you remember uh, that, Carlos? Uh, yes. <laughs>
3: I think I sent it a voicemail after or, uh, yeah, I might've been on the show the week after or something and uh, we talked about it. It was quite hilarious. Oh boy. So
1: after, so I, I throw the question to Corey and James and after a thoughtful pause, Corey just comes, (laughs) Corey comes right out and goes, I really think it's likely. And and James and I just immediately burst into tears laughing. Yep. Like, and, and you know what that, you know what? A year later how far off was cory <laughs> you know i it, it's it's still a polarizing film and you know the three of us here on the call are, are are really positive about it but i've seen a lot of people out there on twitter call it their favorite straight up so we got a good laugh out of cory's take then We that you know that was a really hot take but it's clear that for some people you know that was the case but it still yep. makes for a great soundbite and you know, from like our, we've done over 200 podcasts all told. That might be my favorite soundbite of all.
3: Oh yeah, it was great.
1: Oh, it was so funny. Just it was
3: so lax, lack lackadaisical too. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think it's likely, and uh, <laughs> like, just so sure. Like,
4: man,
1: yeah. we had like what 30, 40 years of Star Wars under our belts. Some classic movies, and yes, the here, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to call it. The Last Jedi is likely the best one ever.
2: <laughs> but the, but the, at the but
3: time, the thing too. Is... go ahead, Corey. Go.
2: Well, everything surrounding the movie at that time was just like fever pitch, and like everything we had seen up to that point looked so good. And I don't know, man. Like the, it's still hard to say, but it's definitely up there for me, man. It's, it's, I don't no, know if it's my favorite, but it's it's. I don't know.
3: I can't look, say no. I, I don't. I, I, and I don't hate the take. I, I really don't hate the take. And um, I went out on the line and said that this movie was going to be obviously the best of all three, just because of the way the arcs work, and uh, which is why the uh, Attack of the Clones is such a disappointment. But um, yeah, so I, I I I like the take. The, the thing that's funny is how you delivered it.
1: <laughs> it. It was all the delivery. It was.
3: It was. Uh, pff, uh, I think it's likely, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs>
1: Just, like, 100% convinced that this was yeah, the best movie.
3: It was a choreism. It was it was beautiful. It was, basically, was lo- literally, basically, the funniest thing ever.
1: Oh, that was outstanding. I, re- I got to dig that one up. You know, I, I do need to dig that one up because, uh, you know, going back to, to uh, what I was talking about just a minute ago, like, basically, all episodes of this podcast prior to, like, I don't know. Somewhere in the '30s are are gone, lost forever. We've done so many. What? Yeah, we've done so much provider hopping that like episodes kind of just like got lost here and there. And I didn't keep them on my computer. I don't. I, I'm not heartbroken. I don't. I really don't care that much. But yeah, they're they they are gone. So whoever got to hear those early episodes, keep those <laughs> keep those memories close to your heart because you'll never hear them again. I think the earliest episode you can hear out there is on YouTube, like episode thirty-three or thirty-six or something. Really? Yeah.
2: Well, That's kind of crappy.
1: Yeah. What are you gonna do? Maybe somebody saved the file out there somewhere of, of the early episodes, but yeah, no, they're all gone. Kind of sad, but like I said, I I really don't really don't care. All right, let's jump into our collecting updates. Does, does anybody have anything this week?
2: Ah, no.
3: Oh, you just you seem disappointed, Corey.
2: <laughs> no, whatever. I did go shopping, I got to buy some stuff there, and you know, just waiting for good old Saint Nick at this point.
3: Yeah, I uh, I got some stuff, but I can't I can't say. Because my kids are here. So Did you buy anything I don't want them. for you? I uh no <laughs> I didn't. Crazy. No. Uh Everything I buy is for me. Hello, no, uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't buy anything for me. But um, there's stuff. We'll talk about it on another another show. Not every show has to have something, Corey.
2: Yeah, I know. It's just I wanted something,
3: but you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mastercard oh. wanted you to want something too.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, you know I what the you, listeners did... of this show want—you sitting in front of a microphone instead of <laughs> yeah, your <my> phone. <laughs>
2: Better than nothing. Trust me. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I've heard the show. <laughs> wow. Ouch. <laughs> yeah.
4: Look, Corey is the
1: king of self awareness, as we all know. <laughs>
2: yeah. Cheers to that.
1: All right, so I, I've got nothing either, so it's a clean sweep. But Yakface dot com reporting that Force Friday will be October fourth, twenty nineteen, which I think is a little better than in the past. I I wish they'd push it even later, to be honest. Like I wish they would move it as close to episode nine release as possible, and and just really capitalize on that excitement. Like I wish they would late November, early December. Why not do that? And I don't get the you know, two and a half months before the movie's release, but it's better, I well, suppose.
3: I'll go out on a limb and say that my Toys R Us is probably going to have this stuff on the shelves in September <laughs> because they don't know anything about dates. <laughs> they're terrible. The, the the stuff that I saw today uh, on the shelves, those um, the the Droid Gunship and the ATAP uh, Walker, that that's supposed to be released on January first. <laughs> wow, <laughs> they're already on the shelf. They did the same thing the last last year. I I got a, a couple of things early that were not supposed to be on the shelves.
2: So what kind of marketing is that like, uh, let's wait till right after Christmas. So no one has money. Huh, that'll just fly up the shelves.
3: Yeah. Or what about all the people who get gift cards for Christmas?
2: Oh, who gets Lego gift cards? Losers. Hmm. That's who.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that.
2: Whatever. I, I want some Lego gift cards.
3: Don't be disappointed if you get a Lego gift card from me for me for Christmas, Corey.
2: That's yeah, fine. I like Lego. Hi, kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, so far, I'm to all, all these Force Fridays that they've done, they've been like right after... Like too far in front of the movie and too soon after like back to school. Which if you're a parent and you have kids in school, back to school is pretty rough on the wallet. So I don't know why Hasbro... Or Disney, or whoever makes these choices, would choose to put a major toy release right at that Labor Day point. I I don't get that. You know, especially you know for a franchise that apparently is having some kind of dip in toy sales, maybe you'd want to change that, right? Or or help or do something to change that narrative somewhat. And but maybe there's there's a, a logistical reason why they do it, but. Yeah, I, I hope that uh what well, I guess what I hope this means is that between now and October of of twenty nineteen, that there's not a whole lot of new stuff that will for you know, hit the pegs. I could do with a bit of a dry spell, just so that we can rebuild that excitement and rebuild our bank accounts a little bit. Cause that that episode nine uh, marketing rollout is gonna be bonkers. And we'll probably be looking at Clone Wars stuff as well as uh, Mandalorian stuff as well. So I think we need a good break. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I actually kind of like that time of year. It seems like there's nothing else going on. Uh, I guess we'll have seen some trailers at that point too. I don't think they can really release anything too, too spoilery. But uh, I don't know. I love Force Park Friday. It's always that time of year.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a great occasion. I just wish they would time it better. I, I, I never really liked the timing of it so far in front of the movies and, you know, especially being like, tied up tied in with, with Back to School.
2: Well, whatever. I mean, Back to School is a little tough on the wallet, I guess, but, like, think of it this way. They release it for the Christmas dates. Like, you're really going to have money at that time for yourself either. You know what I mean? Like, if, most people are going to want this stuff for themselves, so... At at least October, you know, there's still some time for Christmas. You can maybe like, you know, splurge a little bit just before. Uh,
1: well, I guess for those who don't mind maxing out their credit cards, that that's that's a sound plan of action. Anyway, let's let's move on. So there's lots of rumors about a teaser for episode nine coming by the end of this year. So we we had Stephen Weintraub from Collider and Jordan uh, Mason Mason. His name is, is for us in Quebec, it's Maison. I doubt he calls himself that. I'm I'm sure it's Mason. Uh, From Cinelinks. Both of these guys saying that they're hearing things about the possibility of a title and a short teaser for episode 9 coming out before the end of this year. Now, I've been on record saying I expect a title, for sure. I think we answered Rick's question on that a few weeks back. But I'm still very skeptical about a teaser trailer. But with two guys in the know... uh, Coming out saying, "Yeah, a teaser might be coming." Like, does this sway you to it all, Carlos? Does like, where were you before, and where are you now after hearing this?
3: Well, I was, uh I was dead set against, not dead set against it, but I, I, uh, I had zero inkling that we'd get a trailer or a teaser before um, January first, and I also doubted that we'd get a title before January 1st. We actually, uh, we bet beersies on it. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried now that I'm going to have to pay up that bet. That we're going to get a title. Imagine we get a title and you were right and I was wrong and I have to, have to buy you a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the humanity.
1: (laughs) Uh, Corey, what about you, man? What do you think? Are you a little bit more amped up for an actual teaser now?
2: yeah not really like i I'm just holding out like I know it's gonna be sometime soon, whether it's the new York New year or this year. like we just got over the Avengers Four trailer, you know, so that was that was kind of big. so uh you know, if they have something good to give us and it's ready, I'd accept it with open arms by all means. I'm dying to see something to know something to hear the title. But uh, I just think they're gonna wait just a little bit longer. I don't know why. It's just a hunch. I just think it's in the new year for some reason.
1: Yeah, for me, it's it's just letting Star Wars kind of cool its heels for a bit. You know, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but I, I feel like they just want the negative publicity to sort of go away for a little bit. And so, you know, I guess you could leak out a title or or let a title out there, but to put actual, you know, to put a a, a trailer out there. I think would would just resurrect all that negativity again um, but I I'm still hundred percent on title I still think that's coming and uh, I, I guess I, I mean if two guys who are connected and who have had scoops before say that yeah there's a possibility of, of a teaser coming before the end of the year you got to put some stock in that so you know, I've have to I've, I was at like almost zero on on teaser before January 1st i've got to move up on that a bit like I, i'm I'm like maybe 30 percent now on teaser trailer i still don't think so but yeah i i, I gotta uh i gotta make some room for the for, for a yes in there
2: yeah i'm kind of right there with you but like let's just say they they do give us a title without having a teaser trailer and how would they do that like what would be the best marketing way to give us a title without having a a teaser trailer, you know? Uh,
1: I mean, I I think Ron Howard just sort of announced Solo as, as the title, right? Like we, we didn't know what to call the Han Solo movie. And then, and then uh, Ron Howard came out with that placard that just said, Solo, a Star Wars story, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't, I don't believe there was anything else attached to that. There there was no teaser. There was no visuals. Just that. So it, it was
2: him. It could be JJ doing the same thing.
1: They could, yeah. I mean, I, I do. I also don't remember when they started up the the, the OME's charity thing. Maybe he could announce or or drop the title in an announcement for the OME's charity thing. That would have to be starting up pretty soon as well. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't really have to be a a huge deal. I don't think. He could just finally, you know. Post something to social media for once, and and make that be, be the announcement. Anyway, so maybe, maybe it's just everyone getting a bit silly. Like we got what, Captain Marvel last week. We got Avengers Endgame. Uh, did we get a, a trailer for Spider Man Far From Home this weekend? I don't. I didn't see anything, but I heard that there would be.
3: No, there is there. It didn't drop. I
2: didn't hear anything. I heard that there would be as well, but I didn't. I don't think it did.
1: Maybe it's gravy training, like. Us too. Hey, <laughs> we're gonna jump on the train as well. Give us a. We're gonna show a trailer too.
2: It seems a bit like overkill, a bit, you know, especially from the same company.
1: Yeah, well, maybe that's what's what's fueling all this is just Disney just wants to get it all out there. But uh, I, I remain a little bit skeptical about the the trailer. I'm, I still, no, I remain mostly skeptical. Anyway, oh, look.
3: Man this is why I, I was not sure that December would be the date for, for episode nine, because uh, Avengers comes out in April and they they dropped the, the trailer in December far from home is in June or July. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken,
1: something like that.
3: And it, it's not out yet. So I, I don't see them trying to cannibalize like, uh, I think they, they want to let it sit a little bit and maybe they're going to push it back a little bit. Who knows, right? Like,
1: yeah, you want to optimize all these announcements, right?
3: Except yeah, you don't you
1: don't want to cannibalize your own good buzz. So let let these things breathe. Even though it's it's weird that they did Captain Marvel and Endgame within what seventy two hours. I thought that, yeah, was, that was really fun. bizarre. There's got to be some reason for that. That we're not hearing about but yeah i i think you know let marvel's let marvel have the have the uh have that sort of window to to you know expose their trailer out there and let people soak that in and then you know, somewhere down the line in early 2019 maybe give us a teaser and then give us the first full one at at celebration
3: i'm thinking i'm thinking that's what it is but uh yeah I don't know. We'll see.
1: Well, on, on the title of Episode 9, so I woke up on Sunday morning to an email from our good friend, Mr. Jeff Kelts, And so Jeff asked us, Hey, Kyle and the Tumbling Saber crew, what are your updated thoughts or predictions on an Episode 9 title? What about something as basic as Balance of the Force? Would that title reveal too much? Anyway, we'd love to hear your latest thoughts and predictions. Have a great podcast. and may the Force be with you. From the meat Mando. So guys, I don't know how much you've you've been thinking about this, but uh, let's let's uh, see what we've got here. This this is a tough one. I find this tougher than writing crawls. But Carlos, what did did you come up with any titles for episode
3: nine? I have three titles. Two of them are similar, but uh, so the first one I had was "Rebirth of the Republic." Yeah. Meh. Yeah, it's a little meh. <laughs> no, I I mean, yeah, I agree. It's very, very hard. But when you look at what the whole point is, the whole spark, Leia's spark, um, is all about the republic. You know, it's all about the republic. So I wonder if they I don't know.
1: I wonder if we even go back to that. Like, I wonder if... It's been destroyed twice. You know, they had the Republic, which was eaten up by the Empire, put in some... Apparently, a, you know, a new Republic that was supposed to replace the Empire lasted 30 years, and that got destroyed too. So would they do another Republic, or or is, could they do something else?
2: Yeah, that's so what I was going to think. It should be something... Rising from the ashes, what they're kind of doing there with the spark and all that, I think it. I think it makes sense for them to to change it up and not stick with the old dogma and all that. And that includes the Jedi, you know, like uh, Ray is what they like. She grows beyond them, you know.
1: Like, do you even think? So, do you even think we'll even find out in Episode Nine what becomes of the political situation? I personally don't. I don't think we'll be like, oh, and then you know, First Order's toast. Obviously, a new republic will, will will emerge. I don't think we'll find that out.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, makes sense. That, uh, unless unless they throw it into film somehow of like who they're working with or whatever. But uh, there's definitely not too many like dignitaries or senators left aside from Leia. And who knows if she's going to make it toward the end of this film? All signs point to no.
1: I don't know. There, are, that's lots well, of the things. There, there really are no signs one way or the other. What about you Carlos? Yeah. Are, are we going to get keep keep up with the republic or can they replace the political system with something different?
3: Well, 66% of my titles have to do with the republic. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that we're going to get a little bit more. You know what? Like one one of the the, the greatest deleted scenes that they should never have deleted was the uh, the meeting with the senators oh in in revenge of the Sith. That was for,
1: so good. It's such a good scene.
3: It's an amazing scene and it sets up the birth of the rebellion. So um maybe somebody at Lucasfilm has their finger on the pulse of what of what what's good and what the fans would like and maybe people want to see the seeds of of the Republic. That's what I'm that's what my bet is. I'm hedging the my bets.
2: The new New Republic.
1: <laughs> you know that, that scene is so. I I I ultimately agree with the cut, as great as it is, only because Palpatine's victory should feel absolute at the end of at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. And if you already know that, you know Padme and Bail are gone, and we're already working to destroy that. You, you it kind of robs palpatine of of the power of his victory at that moment so from that regard i'm okay with the cut but oh that's such a good it is such a good sequence man it's so unfortunate that it's gone uh i've got i've got one it's a little bit abstract but and i think it would it would uh spook a lot of people in that it doesn't intimate a whole lot of finality so it would be episode 9 futures in motion and you just cause we just don't know it would keep us it would keep everybody guessing on every front there's no there's no hint at ben's turn to the light or ray turning to the dark or any of that stuff it's just everything is up in the air and they're telling you this so that was one of them uh, Corey, do you have any?
2: Yeah, yeah I wrote a, huge, a whole bunch down while we were talking too. Okay, yeah, how's this? Episode 9, Star Wars, Endgame.
3: <laughs> what an ass.
2: <laughs> huge. Total sense. Then I started thinking about it, right? Like, I had a big feel. and it had already kind of been leaked Endgame, along with Annihilation and many others. Endgame made the most sense to me personally because. You see Doctor Strange say that right during the film. Yep. Like we're we're in the end game now. So like I kind of started to veer in that direction a bit, and I was like, okay, like let's see if there's any quotes that uh, that can possibly tie into this. And one that st- stood out uh, stood out to me was from Leo, which says something like "Hope lives," something along the, those lines, or possibly maybe the end of the Jedi.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so hard. Ones. God, it's so hard.
2: Th- those, those ones are more tied into the quotes, but I have a few that I came up with on my own. There was uh, what is here, Embers of Hope and A New Order.
1: Yeah, A and New Order uh, is, is one that gained traction earlier this summer. That one made the rounds big time because uh, it echoes A New Hope and blah, 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 blah.
2: A New Hope, First Order, Jedi Order, it's all new.
1: It works on, on a lot of levels, that's for sure. Uh, what else do you have, Carlos?
3: So my second one is, it's also, uh, wait, hold on, where the hell is it? I oh, hear it, it's okay. Um, yeah, so my second one is also uh, about the Republic, but it's, uh, oh my God, hold on. It just deleted <laughs> <laughs> oh, um uh, just justice for the Republic.
1: That's kind of cool.
3: So I, that, I, that's I, my.
1: Ooh, you know, I like. I like the word the word justice in there.
3: Yeah, I like that. I, I uh, that's why I put it second and not first. See, you, you start slow, Corey. That's how that's how it works. Start yeah. slow, and you come with the, you come with the heavy the heavy guns at the end.
2: Republic this, Republic
3: that, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I told you, my my next one does not have Republic, and I'm sure you're gonna love this. You're gonna, you're gonna have uh,
2: a force in it.
3: No, it doesn't. Ha- does not have force in it. Okay.
1: Episode nine: Campfire Mysticism. <laughs> <laughs> force, force coach
3: Jamboree. Force Force Jamboree. What about you, Kyle? What's your next one?
1: Uh, Legacy of the Light. Hmm. It sounds very. I'm disappointed in myself a little bit, only because it, it sounds very EU.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say it has like a it has like a, a Legends, a Legends feel to it.
1: Yeah, it does. But it could be. I mean, it's it could be something from that vein. That's all I got. Corey, anything else you want to throw in there?
2: Yeah. Uh- Whatever I, I like my these aren't my best ones, but Horizon of Destiny. I was like Horizon and stuff. So,
1: uh, <laughs> like the Horizon that you've put your microphone on and nobody can hear you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, then. I wonder if we can. Re- I don't know what what will it take. I guess do we need to see a teaser before we can come up? With- I No, by that point we'll we'll know. So that's, that's, <laughs> this is it. This is really it. I don't know. I to get a shot it, at this.
2: Does this count as a teaser? Like, say the we see the title. But that's all it is. This just, you know you see Lucasfilm, music, and the title. It's about a fifteen-second clip.
1: Unless there is, uh, like, voiceover dialogue, then no. I don't think that counts as a as a teaser.
2: Hmm. So I could see us getting something like that too, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure. I could. I suppose I could see that, but I wouldn't count that as a teaser unless there's something more to it. Carlos, do you have any more?
3: Star Wars Episode Nine: The Path to Redemption.
1: Uh, subtitle for anybody not named Ben. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think uh, when I when I when I thought of this, I was thinking of not so much of Ben Solo, uh, not yeah, not so much of Ben Solo himself, but how Rey sets up um, the Jedi or whatever she becomes into being more inclusive. And less about being so dogmatic, and where she actually forges a path for people to be able to redeem themselves.
1: Yeah, that's that's. I think the whole thing about her being the way back for for Ben on his path to redemption that that's you can't overlook that. Can't overlook that for sure. Anyway, Jeff great question i i wish I wish I had better ones it's it, this is really 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 tough I, I i guess until we we learn otherwise we could we can make this recurring like if something comes up during the week if something pops into your mind just jot it down and we can throw it out there in any episode going forward until we actually learn the title
2: and i, I honest i honestly think in that regard that I got. I would have to have a closer look at the film because the the question kind of came in at the last minute. But I think there's, there's a good probability that it's right under our noses, much like the last Jedi was.
1: You think so? You think they'll do that again?
2: Why not? If it makes sense for JJ script, anyhow.
3: Okay, so let's sure. maybe have it fo- all out. If we follow the breadcrumbs, then it's going to be Hubris of the Jedi,
2: because
3: <laughs> <laughs> they said it like. 26 times in the last day. Uh, I have some funny ones. Uh, I, uh, as I started writing, uh, just some, I was making myself laugh, which I'm, uh, you know, known to do.
1: Everybody likes their own brand.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a fart joke, isn't
1: it? Straight out of Austin Powers, baby.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, can I take this away? All right, so Star Wars Episode 9, The Force Goes Back to Sleep.
1: Oh, a little dodo for the Force.
3: Star Wars Episode 9, hey, 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 it's Ray, Ray, Ray.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, I think the 22 minutes have elapsed, Carlos.
3: (laughs) No, 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 this was written way before. (laughs) Oh, oh boy. Uh, Star Wars Episode 9, Mr. Finn Goes to Washington. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Star Wars Episode 9 Hux and the Kingdom of the Pasty Tools <laughs> <laughs> Delayed response there,
1: Kyle <laughs> No, I'm, I'm trying not to
3: gag on <laughs> this cough of mine <laughs> Star Wars Episode 9 Everyone gets a Force Ghost You get a Force Ghost
1: You get a Force <laughs> <Yes>. Ghost <laughs> it's, the,
3: it's the meme of Oprah Uh <laughs> Star Wars episode 9. That's not how the force works. Ooh. And Star Wars episode 9. I had a bad feeling about this.
1: That's it. That's the one.
3: <laughs> that's that's like my David Letterman top 7 funny Star Wars episode 9 titles. Well done. Thank you sir. Thank you. Well done. All right. So uh listeners let me know which one of these, which one of these funny ones was the funniest? Because uh, I can't judge; they're all like my children.
1: Inseparable. I think it's Mister Finn goes to Washington. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <sighs> hey, did
1: you guys see the uh, Instagram video he put out this weekend, John Boyega?
3: Nope, I it's, did.
1: It's, yeah, it's from uh, it's from the set of Episode Nine. He's standing on this round platform. It's just spinning in a circle there's no sound so we don't know if he's saying anything or we don't know what's being spoken to him as as direction and he's just kind of spinning in a circle much like uh you know like your your heart-shaped bed carlos spins in a circle
2: (laughs) austin powers again i know that's on your death
1: though and then yeah baby But I guess the difference is that you've got that golden protocol droid in there with you.
3: You must stop. (laughs) (laughs) This needs to end. Kegel?
1: Kegel! He's influencing me from afar. Uh,
3: Angry fist shaking.
1: All right, let's let's, uh, just skip ahead here. So last week, one of my favorite people in the world, a former fat guy, uh, stoked the fires... So Kevin Smith is doing the rounds. He's promoting, promoting. He is promoting his stand-up show, Silent but Deadly, on uh, it's on HBO, I think. And uh, he's a, he's a smart guy, and I guess one thing you do we've seen this from countless people out there when when they're talking about one of their smaller projects and they're also involved with Star Wars, talk about that so that it everybody picks up the Star Wars piece, blows up the story. And then here you talk about the thing you actually want to talk about. So uh, Kevin Smith brought Star Wars into the conversation. And so everybody published his video and his... his he actually appeared on another podcast talking about all the same stuff. But uh, here's a few things. We'll go over a few of the, of the takeaways. So the big one, I think... So hit from his visit from the set of Episode Nine, he saw things from all the movies... And I think he stressed all, and he, he's a big fan. So when he says all, I, I he's got to mean all the prequels, the originals. It's all in here, and I can't I can't wrap my head around this. Like, how much did he see? Like, how long was he there? How many sets was did he see?
2: Was he there a week? He said in that interview, oh, he, he was there a week, which is really surprising. Wow!
1: So he saw a lot then. That's crazy. Wow, so he, it wasn't there. I thought maybe he was there for a day or maybe two days visiting, but a week? How did I miss
2: that? Really odd. Like, total, like, this guy's. Lo- he has the gift of gab. Granted, he's a professional. He's been in the game a long time, he's not going to leak anything. Still a little odd that he got to spend, like I said, a week on set. He said he signed like a huge amount of NDAs. But uh, he even got some plot points, you know?
1: Well, if you're sitting so, there watching things being being shot, you're going to know plot points.
2: And he said a lot of things about the uh, the set. Like the biggest, it's almost like a small country, biggest set <laughs> he's ever seen.
1: He said JJ was directing a small country or something like that, right?
2: Yeah. Well,
1: crazy stuff. But Corey, what do you think that, where does your mind go when he says he see, he saw things from all the movies?
2: that's really interesting, like, because we know he's he's a big fan. He's a big Star Wars fan. So I just don't think he'd say that for no reason. Uh, he definitely knows what he's talking about. So, I mean, uh, I think it's really interesting, frankly. Like, I think he he knows what he's talking about again, so I have to take that kind of like, you know, it's the truth, so it's just kind of really interesting how they're going to tie this all together, but it gives me hope that they're going to, you know, wrap this up the way it should be. Yeah,
1: I mean, if if every if they're throwing everything in there, then man, oh man, you better be wrapping it up, which they've said they're doing. So this doesn't surprise me. But Carlos, where does your mind go when he when he talks about this? Like, do you do you default to? things about Anakin or do you think about other stuff? Uh,
3: I don't know. There's just so much going on. It's like, and I I don't, the problem is I don't, um, I don't like to build things up in my head so much because then I end up getting disappointed because things didn't go the way I thought they would.
1: So say a lot of Star Wars fans these days.
3: <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I, I'm mature enough to know that, uh, you know, it's not for me to decide. So what do I fit? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard when people, people drop stuff like this. It's like, okay, we, we talked about it last week a little bit about what Oscar Isaac said about uh, um, about Carrie Fisher and what uh, Billy Lord said about Carrie's performance and, and how they – well, not her performance, but how they portrayed her. And what do you expect them to say? Like, it, it's – obviously, there's they're not allowed leaking anything, and they're not going to say it sucks. So I think th- the same thing applies to to Kevin Smith. I think, uh, Kyle, you said about the non-disclosures, right? Like, they probably have to sign – Oh, uh, a ton, yeah. so like at a certain point, you' you're not really gonna get much, right? I think as soon as we start seeing uh, teaser clips or um, you know, some leaked set photos, which we probably won't get because they're they're probably very tight.
1: yeah, there's no no cell phones allowed on set, I guess except for very, very select people.
3: Yeah, but even then, he, he, somebody could always sneak one in, you know. Like, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm just uh, it's it's tough to take, you know, just a, a general comment and, and and get a feel for what how the movie's going to be. You know what I mean? As well, opposed to just... uh, as opposed to potential spoilers, you know, like where where somebody draw. Oh, I heard this. That that's a different story. But like, yeah. F- Whatever's coming from Kevin Smith, I mean, he's he's there to pretty much help pump the pump the tires a little. Like that's the way I look at it.
1: Are are you are you cynical well, enough to say that part of the deal, like the arrangement, that Kevin, you can come visit. you of course you'll sign these NDAs, but when you go back and you talk about this inevitably, because you will, because you're Kevin Smith and you you never stop talking, you're gonna say a lot of cool things about what we're doing it's it's sort of like advanced publicity cuz Ke- kevin smith has huge nerd cred. People respect him. People trust when, him. I trust kevin smith. So I, I think it's a pretty cynical thing to say, but it, i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that yeah, kevin, hey, why don't you go back over there and use your nerd cred to help smooth smooth things over for us over there. It's it's kind of it's a bumpy road for us right now. Why don't you just give, give us a little, uh, you know, help us out a little bit and say some nice things about what we're doing.
3: I, I really don't think so. I think they know their audience. So if they're inviting Kevin Smith, they know that they don't have to tell him to do that because he's going to do it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Thank you, so. Like that's, that's the thing. Like No one asked Kevin Smith, how was your visit on the Star Wars set? He went out yeah. of his way to bring it up. Which, of course. to me, is good news. He's, I, I don't think Disney said, you know, pump our tires, blah, blah, blah. I think when J.J., if he was watching that interview, probably just went, you know, winced a bit. Like, what is he going to say? God damn it, Kevin, you better shut up. But, yeah, like, uh, he's pretty vocal. Like, how oh, you trust him, right? You just said that.
1: I do, Why do absolutely. You trust
2: him? Because he's honest.
1: He's honest, and, and most of the time my my feelings and opinions about things
2: line up with his yeah but stick with the honesty thing again he didn't have to say anything in the first place he went out of his way to say something and he's also very vocal about the franchises that he loves and he loves star wars so to say what he said about everything kind of means something to me whereas no one even knew he was on set and could have just kept his mouth shut about it i don't think it's a matter of saying hmm i better say something this cool so i can get invited back for the future I think it's actually, you know, you said straight up, I rolled a tear. I saw one of the most perf- powerful performances I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, look, Kevin Smith is is a lot of things, and hyperbolic is also one of them. So I think you know, if, if you're cynical and, and uh, jaded and guarded against this kind of thing, then you'll probably dismiss a lot of what he'll say under the, what else is he going to say umbrella, or he's a paid shill, or... Stuff like that, uh, but I personally, for me, I I trust most of what comes out of his mouth. But you know, going back to the to the prequel thing, or like when he says I saw things from all movies, my brain, instead of going to Anakin, for me it went to Palpatine, and it went to mm. the uh, the stuff that was planted in the the aftermath series of books from Jakku with uh, with you know things related to uh the observatories on Jakku and, and the whole reason why the empire so be- so really thought Jakku was important all that kind of stuff kind of came back to mind and i wonder if this is going to play into it if if palpatine has a presence in this movie if you know not in person i don't think but in the the things that he set out to do uh, that that's kind of where my brain went um yeah, so he also said that he saw the biggest movie set he's ever seen, which is impressive. Wow, holy cow. But then you also figure that, for a lot of people, the Canto Bite set was the biggest set they've ever seen. Like, that was absolutely massive. And it was for a sequence that a lot of people could really give a rip about. So, that's one of the comments where I just kind of let it go. But, Koryuta, you touched on one a career best performance and here's where i think is it's interesting like he i think he chose his words carefully in this one and may have may have let something slip so he, i think he said uh, he he saw a career best for performance someone i've seen in these movies before now that, that of course yeah of course you've seen them in, in these movies before everybody that you've you're looking at on set you've probably seen these movies before I think he's he's signaling something a little different there. That I don't I don't know if it's a legacy player or uh, one of the current sequel trilogy stars. I, I I think he's talking about something else. I think he's talking about somebody that we've seen in Star been, been used to in Star Wars for quite some time, putting on one heck of a show. Where do you guys land I on this it, one?
2: I see it being uh, either Ray or Luke, straight up. I mean, it could be John Boyega. I don't see it being Oscar. Oscar Isaac, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Is that one of those? I, I, be that powerful?
1: I don't think it's going to be Luke because if Luke is Force Ghost, like usually Force Ghost, when you once you've gone to that state, you give a pretty even, serene, very calm performance. I don't. You don't get much passion from that side of things, right? Am, am I wrong?
2: You would think that because they're enlightened, you know, they've reached that point of, but, you know, maybe he is, maybe still got a lot to get off his chest.
1: You think we'll see a fired up force ghost?
2: Maybe an apologetic, the way
3: he treated Ray.
1: What do you think, Carlos?
3: I really, I don't know, man. I really, really don't know like it's (laughs) guys insert sound effects here (laughs) i'm like um i'm at a loss when it comes to uh when it comes to this
1: i I think i hope that we find out what he was referring to like in, in a year from now just over a year from now when we see Hopefully, see some of these really powerful performances. Someone tweets Kevin and go, "Which which of those performances was the one that made you roll a tear?"
2: Well, you know, <sighs> it could even be Kylo.
1: It could be for sure. I, I'm fully expecting. Uh, yeah, I'm fully expecting a, a, a powerful performance from him. It's just the way he chose his words. Uh, someone I've seen in these movies before. It just sounds like yeah. I've, it just sounds like he's talking about something from. Either the prequels or the, or the OT, and I I don't know, well,
2: I,
3: mean, I, I can't it's... see the prequels.
1: Yeah, that's so. He, he,
3: so so what? What is he, he says? He had <sighs> a tear
1: in his eye. Yeah, he said he he. I don't remember the exact quote, but he 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 cried. It's whatever this performance was. I think it made him cry.
3: Okay, so maybe it's R two dying.
1: Oh jeez, you just lost ads. No, it's
3: Chewbacca. <laughs> I, I didn't say I wanted it. I just said well, maybe, maybe it's that. What else could invoke such a one? One of the the, the the most powerful moments in the Last Jedi was when R two and and Luke had their little tete a tete. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess we we're now assuming that Kevin Smith understories, under, understories, under, understands droid binary talk.
2: Maybe he's talking about 3PO, 3PO's (laughs) best performance for the saga yet.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Anyway, uh, Kevin Smith kind of got us all excited there for a little bit uh, late last week. And uh, uh, I I do trust the guy. I I think what he saw is the real deal. And we will be pleased. All right, so we'll spend the rest of the show... Uh, talking about some potential Episode 9 spoilers. So if you are averse to all this stuff, uh, now is the time for you to cut and run, and we'll catch up with you guys later. Thank you for listening. But if you are into Episode 9 spoilers... Potential uh, spoilers. Potential spoilers, correct. Um, MSW has got some stuff for us via a Reddit user who claims to have been at a recent Disney marketing meeting. And this person's report overlaps with some of the stuff that uh, Jason at MSW has reported. Uh, so I, I think there's stuff here that we can talk about without uh, being laughed at. So among some of the interesting points that we're going to kick around here. So this the movie appears to be set one year after The Last Jedi. Which works for me. That's kind of what I was hoping for. I thought maybe a couple of years. I didn't I didn't want more than two. So one, yeah, I'm I'm okay with one. Uh, what, what do you guys think, Carlos? What what was your reaction to a one year jump? I didn't. Uh, my first reaction was really only. Yeah, I, th- like I, I think was... that's probably going to be most reaction.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Me, like I was thinking like four or five. You know, like a not not a ten year like uh, like we got from episode one to two. But it's just something where there's there's bubbling battles here and there, but nothing to the scale of what happens, you know, to lead them to that point. So, well, you know, they could still compress the timeline and and still make it a year. It's, but how how do you rebuild? How do you train? How do you train a new generation of of Jedi? How do you, you know, what I mean? Like, there's a lot.
1: Well, that, I think that's one thing that puts this puts to bed if this is true. Like any talk of of catching up with Ray, and she's got a whole bunch of Padawans under her, I think that's that's gone. Yeah, if, if we're just jumping ahead a year, which you know I think is is uh, you know who who among us wouldn't want to see that? But I think in terms of wrapping up this story, I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense to keep this really tightly
3: focused on on Ray and Kylo. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board with that uh, of keeping it focused. And like not not uh, introducing too many new elements trying to trying to try well I'm gonna use the word again focus and um, obviously like you could still make just a one year jump disgusting right like it could be <laughs> it, it four years one year ten years uh, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, as as long as what's on the page is is well written. But I just find that it, it handcuffs them a little bit um for what I was imagining. But that you know there you go again with the the whole headcanon thing. Yeah,
4: I mean I headcanon's be, fine. I, I might
3: I might be completely wrong. So I don't know.
1: Headcanon's all right. As long as you know, my my thing is is when your expectations or wishes become demands, that's that's when problems set in.
3: Oh yeah, that's when yeah you need to see a you need to see a doctor about that. (laughs) No, I mean it's self entitlement. There's 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 a there's a personality disorder happening there.
1: Absolutely, Uh, Corey. What do you think? One year time jump.
2: Yeah, I guess it makes sense. I mean, uh, I definitely wasn't on same page as Carlos there in the sense that five years was a little out of the question just because no beards. Like they they really didn't establish that from the what leaked photos we have seen.
3: Uh, yeah, c- yeah, right. because they're not allowed shaving at all, right? No, it's just they just they didn't look
2: older. They didn't look more haggard. I don't know. But uh, I did like what you said in the sense that, you know, how much can they actually get done in one year in the sense of regrouping an army? And, you know, maybe Luke's efforts, the legend of Luke Skywalker will have reignited something throughout the galaxy, I don't know. But uh, it kind of alludes to me that they're going to have to pull a rabbit out of the hat, kind of last minute, uh, now or never kind of deal. And the greater story is going to lie between Rey and Kylo. Whatever happens between them will decide the fate of the galaxy.
1: Yep. Well, more on that in a couple minutes. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with the one year.
2: Uh, just because, it's I mean, similar it's, to... It's, Empire, Return of the Jedi, as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 enough time. It's not so long that you lose the tension built up between episodes seven and eight, and eight and nine. But it also, uh it, it, you know, it's it's basically enough time for Kylo and Rey to kind of go back to their corner and and grow a little bit as characters and change a little bit from you know basically what's been a long weekend in star wars for, for episode 7 and 8 it's it's been let's just call it a couple weeks at, at most um yeah this this lets them kind of grow just a little bit with any you know kylo could be sitting there marinating for a year in his episode 8 final act madman rage
2: yeah he's trying to reach out to her with the force connection they have why isn't she
1: answering me <laughs> Yeah, like has he gone? Has he gotten really twitchy, crazy in that year? Like pacing back and forth with with paranoia, and you know, has he been consumed with the thought of wiping out the resistance and and killing Rey and doing this and that? All the stuff that he was raging about, or does that year allow him to think about what he's done, and sort of uh, start sort, sort of start thinking about a, a different path?
2: that's it that's where this character in kylo becomes so interesting man like he doesn't know what you want what he wants and it's just so clear like he's just kind of going with the flow and i think this is what i can i want like i gotta go with it
1: well he, he wants to be bad i think that's clear he wants to do bad things he keeps saying it over and over i i, I want to do the dark thing but something deep down keeps nagging on him yeah, to not I- do that yeah. So which 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 will eventually win out. I mean if Star Wars is Star Wars, the light will win out. But maybe they're maybe they're taking a different theme this time where it's letting people make their own choices and living with that consequence. Uh and but you know what, this this to me this is the key piece of info that we need. If we if we're gonna do the exercise of writing a crawl, I think this is the one piece of information that we needed how what is the time jump because that that speaks to so much of of where, you know what where, where are the galaxies at where these two uh you know the, the first order and the and the resistance where could they be at in this point whereas if you're talking about 10 years man who knows so i'm glad we got I, this and now we can start thinking I, about episode 9 crawls
2: yeah i see it already kylo's out there like destroying everything just wreaking havoc, man. No rhyme or reason. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm. I'm so curious to know what his mindset is and how he's been behaving as first order supreme leader. Anyway, on to the next point. Ray has reforged the Skywalker saber. Hallelujah! I, I've spoken about how how I don't like the idea of uh, using those that crystal. As uh, installing it into her staff and having some sort of double-sided saber. Like, I'm just a sucker for the classic. And and so this was a given for me, going way back. And I, I think her remaking this, you know, classic iconic saber is just another reminder that sort of, so much of what the Jedi are is kind of linked to Anakin and I think her rebuilding that saber is sort of her rebuilding the Jedi, in a, in a sense. And also her taking ownership of the Jedi, of that saber. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally on board with this. What about you, Carlos?
3: My first thought was she reforges the saber, but now the blade crackles like Kylo's.
1: Yes, uh, yeah. I wrote
2: the exact same thing down, man.
1: Yeah, if it's a yeah, cracked not... crystal, if it's damaged crystal, maybe yeah, maybe just exactly that. And she's modified it, right? Maybe she's added those side vents as well.
3: Ooh, yeah, I didn't go there, but uh, no the the crack the cracking is it, it was the it was the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, okay, like, is it gonna have like a sh- a crappy weld job? Like, are you gonna see it? <laughs> You know what I mean? Or is, it, is, is the hilt actually going to be different? Like when you say reforged, like are you taking the, the, the same elements and, and and making it the same? Or is it just, you know...
1: Well, she slapped some crazy glue on it and just held it together for five minutes and there you go.
3: Yeah, like is it that? Or is it just repurposing the crystal and, and just forging because it says the Skywalker saber, so it must be the same hilt. Like it's—that's
1: the way I take it. I take it as as she fixed the hilt. Now the, I guess the crystal is a different story. Like you just brought up the idea of, of the crystal, you know, being damaged, so it's going to crackle like Kylo's. But or or maybe it was, it was the crystal was destroyed, and she had to part of her quest in that year is to get her own crystal.
3: They they made a point to show the crystal in both halves. Of the um, of the lightsaber at the end of the last Jedi, so I don't know if it's destroyed. I just think it's in two pieces.
1: Yeah, and uh, the the whole how a kyber crystal operates to me is is still as clear as mud. So they could do whatever they want, and I suppose it'll make sense. Uh, so great, I, I I'm I'm down with this. I'm happy that it sounds like Ray is just going to keep with. Uh, the standard, the standard saber. I, if you're disappointed, I totally get that. It would have been, I, I, you know, I saw a lot of Photoshop jobs with Ray with a double sided saber, and they looked cool. But I'm just glad they're sticking to basics here.
2: Uh, well, these are just rumors, man. So I, I'm kind of on the disappointment camp a bit because one of the things the article said is there's going to be zero explanation. It's going to be like Luke with his green saber in Jedi. Oh it's yeah, just there.
1: you don't. They don't need to explain. They don't. You don't have time to explain why. Just yeah, here it is. Just go. Star Wars
2: movies. I, I move that, quick. I guess that she can repair anything and all that, but even the hilt, like, you know what? Uh, I don't know. We'll Would it see you what to it, looks it like, like if it's all
1: welded together and it's all like it looks damaged. Will that bother you?
2: I'd rather see it. I'd rather see it like that. Like at least it had that continuity in Finn's jacket
1: yeah I agree with you there uh next point the Knights of Ren are back when were the
3: when were they ever front (laughs) that's my question that was the first thing I thought
1: (laughs) yeah so anyway not a surprise and to say that they have a bigger role it doesn't mean a ton really when when the bar is so low to begin with yeah but yeah it's 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 good to hear because in my mind this movie is in dire need of some threatening enemies that uh, that are simultaneously tough yet disposable uh, cannon fodder. We need some of those right. guys that can put up a fight but still, still die. You know what you I mean? You
3: need a fly in the ointment for both sides. Like, you need maybe somebody in the Knights of Ren who's pushing uh, Kylo to... Further to the dark side and maybe somebody who's trying to pull him towards the light, somebody who's more moderate, you you need a fly in that, in that, that whole mess because it's not, it's it can't, everything can't be black and white. It has to be, um, th- there has to be some type of, I don't want to say gray, but that's, it's pretty much, it's pretty, that's what it is. You know, you need some type of shadow there where you don't know exactly what the intentions are and who's going to turn on who and yeah, because you know, we because yeah. we know Hux is Hux does not have the courage to take a shot at Kylo. Uh
1: not face to face anyway.
3: <laughs> no, but, that, but he doesn't have that courage, but maybe one of these Knights of Ren is like Kylo, you're getting soft. We need to do this 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 and that. And then you have somebody else who's like, "Nah, man, like, think about what you're doing because you know there are consequences to your actions." You know, kind of like a Jedi Council type of setting. You know how we had that Jedi Council, like the Knights of Ren could have could, could be the the Jedi Council for this for this trilogy.
4: Yeah, you know yeah, where you
3: yeah. had, you know what I mean? Like you had because you had dissenting opinion. You had Mace Windu, who was the hardliner, and you had uh uh, Dan Aykroyd's character, uh, the Conehead.
1: <laughs> Kiarimundi.
3: Kiarimundi. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you had a bunch of of you know just different points of view and and um, differing opinions. So I, I think that's what the prequels did well, and we didn't really get that so far. From th- th- that's that that was my criticism of JJ was the the lack of. Uh, just nuance.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, and that's another. Yeah, that's a that's a good conversation for another day. Uh, I'm stepping away for a sec, guys. I gotta go clear out this throat of mine. Corey, give your take, and I'll be right back.
2: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm kind of just basically. I'll, I'll be happy with if they just do the story in the sense that uh, the way I had said this before. If Ryan just picks up on the thread that uh they are the, the jedi that took off with kylo it's gotta be that man. like uh i just somehow that really
3: you mean the the, me. the the from from the academy
2: yeah like just right there you have so much uh you you got you you got my heart involved now you know what i mean
3: yeah, I don't know. I I, um, I think it's inevitable that it's that. Like, I th- it has to be. But even
2: at that, like, it seems like there's more. Like, for some reason, the, the number five always comes to mind when he, in the movie. But we know there's more knights of Knights of Red than that.
3: I always thought there were six,
2: and he that left with him. Yeah, the, he definitely has six. There's seven, including himself, so that we know of.
3: Yeah, because Luke says a handful of a handful of my students, right? But a handful is like if you're going literally, you're gonna say five. But I just feel like it's, you know, I don't think you would have said a half dozen. Like, are there dozens in that galaxy? I don't, I don't know.
2: But uh, yeah, just that alone stokes my fire. It could really, I don't know, man. Like when you talk about Ray's parentage again, it can all kind of tie together like that, like. Maybe these people were at the Academy and they got rid of Ray because Snoke, like Snoke affected, from what we understand, or we're led to believe Snoke has influenced Kylo for a long time, right?
3: And what probably he, not just him, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, why just him?
1: We know Snoke had a second apprentice, which is, which it, is a talk about flies in the ointment. There's one for you right there. Does does Kylo uh, does Snoke's second apprentice make an appearance in
3: episode nine? And is it just me that 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 hears that word and cringes? Snoke apprentice. Yeah, just apprentice. Like that. Ru- that word is ruined for me for all time now.
1: In what respect?
3: Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I just I hear the word in a. I just, oh, what a uh, sleazeball. I, like, I didn't so, think we were going there. So much sleazier than anything Palpatine could have done with his young apprentice. <laughs> 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 you know? Do you think uh, Palpatine, uh... Palpatine grabs him?
1: <laughs> oh,
3: gee. No.
1: <laughs> no, hey, well, she, oh, she didn't w- see. Once upon a time, she was in love. You know?
3: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like to apologize to everybody for, uh... For, for that. <laughs> just that image
2: <laughs> oh, well, what, what if what if Snoke was like up in the raised parentage you know what I mean And Kylo Kylo got Snoke's version of her heritage you know what I mean like if he knew of them which he seems to a bit I don't know if it's just by reading your thoughts what if you know they dropped her off to keep her safe because Snoke was like oh we have like a, a virgins in the Force here like who is this girl so to hide her, they get rid of her, and as a result, kind of become the drunkards that they do because they're so upset of the act that they had to commit in hiding her.
3: What if Snoke is her father? And he uh, said, because because he said, come here, my child. Uh, That's literally, uh. literally, literally my child. He says it. <coughs> no? Wow. <It's> <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Uh, Wait, well, you know what? There could be. Um... I'm in another dimension right now, so 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 I'm I'm completely out of the box.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should just end this quickly.
3: No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Good no, times.
1: <laughs> one of the things that I came out of uh, the Last Jedi thinking early on was that I I may have even mentioned this last week about Finn being sort of a, a glitch in the First Order system, and realizing that, and then using that knowledge to. Uh, expand upon that glitch and and turn first order stormtroopers turn off their programming and either get them on their side or just kind of set them free what if ray could do something similar with the knights of ren where you know we we know those are maybe not all of them but we know at least a few are uh, some of these these students from luke's academy that also sided with Kylo. What if Rey can bring those people back? And then, you know, that that can kickstart the Jedi Academy again. Mm. That could be a, a, a running through line of episode nine.
3: Path to redemption.
1: That, you know, that, that could be a part of it. There, there's two angles to that right there. Yep. Uh, lastly, and this one, again, not much of a surprise. Uh, the climax is a battle between Kylo and Rey. So again, this not really a surprise, but what's interesting is if all things are equal, if all things remain equal throughout, Kylo is still bad, Rey is still good. To this point of the movie, presumably Kylo is still bad. If he's him and Ray are going at it, fighting, if if there's going to be a redemptive act for Ben Solo, it's got to come
2: here. Would you agree? Corey? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's the only thing that really makes sense. Like, It's like uh, that's the way it was, what I was saying earlier is that the, the balance of the rebellion or the resistance, whatever you want to call them, it's going to come down to the wire and it's going to come down to these two. I don't know what's going to go down. Yes, okay, there's a battle, but there's going to be more to it than that. There's going to be more at stake. It's not just like, okay, cut off the head of the snake. You know, it's, it's not going to be that easy. So something more is at stake here between those two. And I think that's that's really interesting. And that's where the the whole year time gap there doesn't really matter because what matters is the balance that these two can bring somehow.
1: Well, but, but what really intrigues me is... What happens in this battle, what could happen in this battle, that would bring Kylo back at this point? Snoke's off the table, so you, you won't get that. Uh, there won't, there, presumably there won't be that scene where Ray is in deep trouble and Kylo stops Snoke from killing Rey. Therefore, he's now redeemed, yada, 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 the end.
3: So something else will
1: have to happen here. I, I think we're. It's mean, going be Mamba.
3: Yeah, it's. Leia. I think Leia is the is the key to, to that happening. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm not saying I want it to happen, but I think if it were to happen, I think that's the that's the door they would they would open.
1: I, I yeah, I hope so. I hope that I really do hope that if, if Ben does, is redeemed, I hope it's because of Leia. You know, I, 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 don't think a mom ever gives up on her kid, even though Leia seems to have done just that. Maybe, maybe Luke's words of "no one ever really is gone," maybe that kind of woke her up again to say, "No, I got to keep fighting for my son." Uh, but yeah, I, I hope Leia plays a role in that. And, and man, if if Leia still part, of, imagine Leia part, being part of that scene at that juncture of the movie. I wouldn't see them killing her off then. No,
2: no it, right. would be, it would maybe, be difficult. Maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's his own plan, right? As he and Ray are battling, she's like, "You killed Leia." He's kind of like, "No, like you killed her." And then she breaks down what happened, and it's kind of like Kylo's own people failed him, or lied to him, or like basically, like what he had ordered to be done didn't go down that way. Like he was outranked by one of the military guys, and, like, it's all coming down on him now at that one
0: moment.
1: Yeah, I just, I just... Again, the the fact that the two of them are going to battle at the end of the movie can't be a surprise whatsoever. And unless you're, I guess, one of those people who thought, well, maybe they'd fight together, and Ben would be redeemed somewhere in the middle of the movie, and the two of them will, will... Battle of the forces of evil together at the end. Uh, no, I, I, I don't ever. I never really bought into that. So, yeah, just I'm, I'm really interested to know if Ben is coming back. What could be that thing? Really, really interested about that. Uh, anything?
2: I, I could totally, see totally see Finn like saying at one point, uh, you know, something like reminiscent of Empire. Where can you can you see the? the Knights of Ren possibly chasing them around, like the Inquisitors do, hunting down Jedi, maybe? like I see Finn saying, like, man, he's like, uh, those Knights of Ren we ran into on such and such a planet, like, I don't want to have that happen again. Like Maybe you see them throughout the film and not in one big battle, you know?
1: Yeah, that's well, that's interesting, too. Like, do those guys travel in packs, or can they be dispatched like Inquisitors, where you put them in pairs or send them out alone? i i wonder what how that what their standard operating procedure is maybe it's maybe it's whatever it needs to be there is no locked uh method of them for for going out hunting down people i you know maybe they 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 fracture them up and and that's part of it where instead of sending probe droids across the galaxy to find the resistance they've kylo has dispatched the knights of ren and so maybe maybe they're guys that will you know, maybe Finn and Poe will have to battle a couple of them. Uh, maybe different you know, different factions will have to take down different Knights of Ren.
2: And what are the chances that the Knights of Ren are all white males?
1: I suppose it's possible.
2: Oh,
3: yeah. I don't want to go there. Just... <laughs> I
2: I just see it like first of all from Kylo's perspective you know what I mean like I don't think he's got any aliens on his crew you never see it like aliens of the first order really no or Empire
1: nope definitely not the Empire Palpy did not like him some aliens yeah no I I don't know Corey that's that's sort of a uh, it's a loaded conversation
4: yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there before we call it a day?
3: Uh, I don't know. The climax is the battle between Kylo and Rey. Like,
1: well, do you th- do you think it's it's solely that, or do you think we're going to get that three pronged space, ground, and uh, lightsaber battle?
3: Make yeah, it think- two. Make it two pronged.
2: You would just want Poe. What does Finn do?
3: Uh, I don't know, but maybe, I know for a Finn's, fact. if Maybe he's dead. If, if, Finn, if Finn was on this podcast, he'd probably blow his nose, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> That's what, no, uh, <laughs> well, I'm such a jerk. Uh, no, um, I don't know. No, I think Finn makes it. I think Finn makes it. Are, are we, are we, are we going to do this one day? We're going to do uh, spoilers of uh, who we think uh, kicks the bucket. In this movie, I don't know.
1: Yeah, probably. We'll, 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 yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, we still have a year.
1: Jeez. We still have a ways to a ways to go. I I, I would love to answer as many of these questions as possible before we see anything.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's more funner. See how we see what I just did there? Ter- <laughs> Terrible English. <laughs> um. Yeah,
1: I mean it's JJ. He he kills people all the time. Usually our beloved heroes. I don't I, I each one of them, Ray, Finn and and Poe. The idea of losing any one of those three guts me, man. I don't wanna I don't want to lose any of them. I want I wanna see more post episode nine stuff from these three.
3: Can I go out on a limb right now and say that if, if one of them goes it's Poe?
1: He was supposed to be he was supposed to be killed early on in TFA.
3: Yeah, so I, I don't maybe knowing that there's no other movies coming, maybe they give, him, they give him that torch.
1: Maybe he dies in that, my coveted dogfight.
2: Yes. With Kylo Ren. It gets a little too big for his bridges.
1: But I, I also feel like it, it wouldn't be Poe because it seems like they're specifically grooming him, not only in The Last Jedi, but also in the comics. They're grooming him very specifically to be the next leader.
3: Yeah, but sometimes the leaders have to, uh... Oh, yeah,
1: sometimes, sometimes they pay, pay the price. Pay. pay the price. Sometimes that if, ha- that happens.
3: They have to fall on their own swords, right? Sometimes? That's what happens. I
2: don't know. Sir, we have to get the escape pod going down with the ship.
3: Oh, but then they're going to be like, Oh, the rehashing Haldo! Oh, it sucks! Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't know. Between those three, I don't. I don't know who's most likely to die. I can't even answer that.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think. It, I, I honestly think it's uh, it's Pope out of out of the three, just because of the fact that he wasn't even supposed to make it out of the out of the Force Awakens, and and you know he's taking the leadership role and yeah, I don't know. I think there's something about that.
2: Finn would be pretty crazy, too, you know, especially if him and Rose have a romance. It's friendship with Rey, too. That would affect her severely. But if Poe has that romance with uh, Rey, a lot of people are speculating on that, too. I saw a little sparkle in their eyes.
1: Do we have to have a romance in this? Like, can we just leave well, we it don't.
2: be? We don't, but I don't know. I saw it.
1: Like, just because they said hello to each other?
2: <laughs> it was a nice Hello. It was a good hello. So <laughs> that would be a whole, that would be a whole episode of Seinfeld right there.
1: That was a good hello. Yes.
2: Yeah, full teeth. Yeah, full teeth. I saw full big extensions. All right. I mean, if, done.
3: If, if if you're gonna have a hello, it's got a, it. I mean, that's the hello you want, right? It's yeah. beautiful. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> All right, we are done
1: for this week, uh, Mr. Yeah. Kelts. Thank you, sir, for your question. Awesome stuff. And uh, I would love to hear everybody out there. If you have potential titles for episode nine, throw them at us. We would definitely love to hear them. Uh, and that's it. So if you have a question for the podcast, tumblingsaber at gmail.com. That's where you send your question. And uh, allow me to thank Mr. Rob Wade for endorsing this episode once again on emotionally14.com as part of the endorsed program. Or Why am I... Why am I flubbing now my goodness <laughs> e14 endorsed podcast thank you mr you rob it... wade <laughs> you thought it was gonna be me but it uh, was you no it's me it's always me um, also i i have I, never given this a shout out but rob wade wrote a book everybody if you are a, if you're a podcaster an aspiring podcaster may i suggest assorted thoughts on podcasting by rob wade you can find that on amazon it costs next to nothing, and you get yourself a, a good, quick read on. It's just a good grounding of where to start uh, mentally in prepping your podcast. So go check that out. Assorted thoughts on podcasting. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm through talking, guys. I don't want to speak anymore. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social, Carlos?
3: On social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at C Candido Music. And on Facebook at Carlos Candido or on Patreon at Carlos creates. Yeah.
2: And if you ever want to meet us in person, you can find us at the CNC music factory where Carlos will be checking out the protocol droids. I'll be with my astromex. You can find me on Twitter at chop rules with a Z.
1: And I am at tumbling saber on Twitter. I'm technically on Instagram too. Not doing anything anymore. But you'll encourage me to if you follow me there. But def- I definitely want to encourage you to follow us. Jo- jump into our Tumbling Saber Facebook group. It is alive and it's fun. Come check it out. And also, as we talked about off the top of the show, come see us on Patreon. Go check out our page there. And become a powerful friend. We've, we've had some, like, two steps forward, two steps back type thing. Let's end the year strong. If you listen to this podcast, if you enjoy what we do, uh, you will enjoy being a powerful friend f- from just $2 a month, and you'll get into our prize draws, you'll get all kinds of exclusive podcasts, you'll be on one of our podcasts. So go check that out at patreon.com slash saber. And if that's not in the cards, then uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and just leave us a, a big fat five-star review. We'll, we'll read that on the podcast. And uh, that's it, everybody. So thank you so much for listening to episode 155. And uh we wanna wish you a great week and we'll
4: talk to you guys later. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me, circles getting wider, it's harder just to see. My eyes, skies have ripped wide open. The drowning angels cry, innocence escaping, mother's disbelief. My anger's is
0: Agent, myhealthpolicy.com